All right, everybody, welcome back to another uh, episode here. Broken Table Sports Talk presents BetBT College Football Edition Week Zero. My name's Stuart, hosting the show here. Got my buddy Paul on, guest showing in here as well, out in, where you at, Paul? In Washington still? Yep. How you doing tonight, my friend? What's that? How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, chilling, watching the sunset while you're already in pitch black darkness, so. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we, we just got on this call and, uh. Paul was telling me it's like 85 degrees and the sun going down. I'm looking outside and it's dark. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Keep forgetting that you're uh, you're on the West Coast over there. So what's up, man? Week zero is right around the corner here. I can't wait. I am stoked. As you and I were talking about, uh, MLB has just been stealing me blind, especially post-All-Star break. I just, I can't, can't buy a win at this rate. <laughs> Yeah, I've, uh, I've 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 tucked in the M- the MLB for the season. I just <clears throat> I'm so sick of it. I was I've started the countdown the days for the past like two weeks till college football with 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 the European soccer. I mean, you know how much I love betting on soccer with that with that just starting up too. And uh, yeah, baseball. We just gotta just gotta say goodbye and uh, and take our lumps and losses on that for the season. But football's back and we're back ready to make some money here. Absolutely. Hey man, week zero game starting up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you take it away, cause uh, you know, as you know how it goes out here in the state of Illinois, we are not allowed to bet on our own team schools, and I believe one of the first games is Northwestern Nebraska. So I'm unfortunately off this game, as will be the majority of these listeners. But we got some other people out there who are gonna be able to make some plays on this game, and I know you got an angle you like on it. Yeah, absolutely. We um, So Nebraska Northwestern, they start in Dublin, Ireland to kick off the college football week zero, which is at, I believe it's 9.30 my time, so about noonish central. Um, but for going off of this with Nebraska, I mean, the immediate thing, the line's at 13, and I'm sure it's going to dabble. It's going to go up and down a little bit. Totals at 50 and a half. Um, but I'm sure everyone looked at this the way that I looked at it. There's like, yeah, Nebraska smoked them 56 to 7, rushing the ball for 440 yards. Like, you barely even had to throw it to put it in danger. What's Northwestern going to do? So, diving into it, I saw that Nebraska's got their uh, quarterback from last season who transferred over to Kansas State. We got Casey Thompson taking the reins as a transfer from Texas. Uh, you're going to hear from me all the time this season. Horns down, always. I have no faith in that squad. They're always back, just like the Cowboys, and then they're not. Horns down. But, uh, Paul's, Paul's all over the Texas underwinds this year, too, by the way. He's just, he, he believes the whole the whole uh, Big 12 is going to be gunning for Texas with them leaving for the SEC thing, their top dogs and, what, what, and whatnot. Um, you, you just can't go from a five-win season to be like, oh, I expect you to win me nine games all of a sudden. Like, I don't know. I'm with you. I agree. But um, one thing that gives them hope, though, is uh, their new offensive coordinator coming in with Mark Whipple from Pitt. He uh, ranked in the top ten for his offensive scoring, total offense, passing offense, and passing efficiency. But I'm... 
cautiously optimistic because you know there's always so much that an offensive coordinator can do when you have a stud quarterback really picking up the workload on them. So I'm interested to see what happens there. I don't really have a whole lot of stats on their defense, but I mean, it's Northwestern, so I can't really. I don't want to lean too much into the defense in the first place. Right. Yeah. Northwestern um, was pretty solid on defense last year. They're terrible. They are terrible. They and it, it hasn't really gotten much better this year. So uh, Holinsky's coming back as their starting quarterback. His season totals were 978 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions. I I can't even – I tried to – I had to double-check it. There's no way in hell that was true. Yeah, three touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, the, the fact and, that Pat Fitzgerald even got that team to a Big Ten championship at one point in time was just, it was just incredible in my, in my eyes. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, they're fun. They're fun to watch. At times. They, they do an accordion thing where it's like they just really crash and burn, and then they just excite, and they're they're in it. They're fighting. They're, you know, making Ohio State sweat. And, you know, is that what we expect this season? No, but do we ever? Also, no. So, hey, if I'm proven wrong, start week zero. Cool, but I doubt it. I mean, um, if, I, if I could bet in this game, I'd, I'd be on Nebraska. Um, absolutely. Give me just because yeah. as long as it stays, stays under the fourteen number, I'd be I'd be on Nebraska. I would, I would feel comfortable under the fourteen number there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, hell, before kickoff, I wouldn't be shocked if this jumped up to fourteen. I really yeah. wouldn't. But it's uh, you know, right now I just got Northwest. It's I feel bad for the people of Ireland that have to go watch this football game. They're like, this is American football. <laughs> no, no, it's not. This is. Fucking college team that at one point tried to unionize. Then you got these guys that get lost in the cornfield from time to time. No. I actually just can't believe they're playing a they're playing a conference game in Ireland. That's a little weird. But that's a conversation for a different day. Um. Yeah. So Paul, Paul's loving Nebraska a little bit in that in that first game. If anybody can get that game on the books, uh, Nebraska minus thirteen would be the play there. Moving on, game two, man. UConn, Utah State. Just a little talk about here. Nothing much. Do you talking about crazy? Um, the number is at 27 and a half. Utah State being favored, obviously, with the uh, with the total at 59 and a half. Look, me personally on this play, I'm uh, I'm liking the under 59 and a half, um, which is a little weird because it's one of those games where like I could see the first half going over, like Utah State just coming out and blow and just blowing the doors open right away early, but then a very uh, fast moving second half with with limited scoring with backups in. I mean, we, we all know where, where UConn's been ever since they've gone into an independent school. I mean, the coach left and the program's just gone down down the toilet is an understatement, actually. Um, putting a very minimal uh, minimal effort on the field, bringing in very little talent to, to, to the locker room, and still with a with a with a coaching situation that's uh, that's kind of like a carousel thing over there. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare whenever you see UConn on the TV screen and basketball is not being mentioned. It's it's pretty much setting yourself up for failure for a bad day, bad football game. But uh, hell, I I just don't I don't see them being necessarily twenty seven point bad, like a dog to a Utah State who I understand won the Mountain West, but honestly, no one within the Mountain West shocked me. I mean, San Diego State who could. Couldn't stop anything, and offensively barely got anything going. Actually, I take that back. Their defense was very good. The offense is what's just made you cry if you're an Aztec fan. But, yeah, that's all I've got. I didn't really look too far into it. It's just 
I think 27 points is ridiculous. They're, it's really books and the public, in my mind, just being like, they're not going to change. Just keep it rolling from last season. Don't skip a beat. And they're just going to lay out these huge spreads. No, yeah, to- totally so. agree. Just going to throw throw you kind of under the bus early. I'm not going to play any spread in this one. Like I said, I'm going. I am going to play the under 59 and a half. Um, throwing in an, an, another little tidbit. Um, games week one games in college football um, when the total is 56 or higher tend to hit the under at a 57 percent clip. Um, another reason here, but with such a, a large line and a in a pretty a fairly high total, um, this one just kind of screams under to me. I don't see UConn putting up. Um, more than a touchdown, really, and I don't see Utah State, you know, putting up six plus tu- or anything more than six touchdowns. So I'm, I'm seeing this total end roughly around that, you know, forty nine to fifty five range. I just don't see it reaching the fifty nine and a half. All the more reason I'm not going to be watching that game. I have no play on it. Like I said, I got my lean, but I, I, I don't need to start college football in week zero with zero money in my yeah, all the you know, all the more reason to stay away at point in time. Moving on, we got the, the the next two games are actually conference games here. So we're looking at Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, and uh, UTEP UNT. Uh, you and I both discussed this Charlotte Florida Atlantic game. We don't really have anything uh, anything special going on with this one here. Um, Florida Atlantic is at minus seven with a total at fifty eight and a half. Once again, looking at those fifty seven percent hitting the under at a total of fifty six in week one, and uh, the unders, you know, a good looking play there. Um, the only thing I would caution about that is uh, Charlotte on the road as an underdog getting uh, five to seven points. They are three and zero to the over when the totals in the fifties, so that's something that's gonna uh, probably take me away from that. But um, they are also zero and three against the spread with that same with that same number being on the road. So I, I do kind of like Florida Atlantic minus seven here. Um, they actually had a fairly good season last year. Uh, Charlotte's still relatively new to the to the whole to to, to their conference. And they're more of a uh, more of a running team, and I just see Florida Atlantic being able to uh, get get out to a lead and take away Charlotte's running game. I'm excited to say I need to dive in a little bit more as to what's changed with Charlotte. I can't remember if it was last last year it was Charlotte versus I think Penn State. They kept it pretty close, or maybe it was Illinois. I can't really recall. It was, it was Illinois. It was Illinois. Of course, it was. It seemed like a great Big Ten school, you know. It was, it was just Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Um, from everything, I'd probably be going more towards the under. Things can get wonky. This is the fine tuning moment. It's just weird, especially with the conference game, the touchdown. Yeah, I'd have to take the under. And it's sitting at what fifty nine right now. I'm saying so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, under is an, an, another lean I like in that play. I'm, I feel pretty good with minus seven. But moving on, uh, we're both on this next game, though. I know that uh, I think this is one of our favorite plays of week zero. It's UTEP um, at home to North Texas, with uh, with UTEP being the home dog here, sitting at plus one with a total at fifty four and a half. Um, I do like UTEP in this spot. Uh, four and one against the spread as a home dog, getting one to four and a half. Um, one and four to the over, so four and one to the under with the, the with the spread in the fifties there. Um, give me UTEP, man. Give me UTEP money line at even money, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna sit there and watch that game for certain. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely, I grabbed it when it was a pick. Um, 
just a couple days ago when I was actually doing these breakdowns. But uh, North Texas won last year, 20-17 um, at North Texas. Uh, UTEP is actually currently in a five-year losing streak against North Texas. But even with all that, and was North Texas a 6-3 and three all-time against UTEP? It's a little intimidating, but hey, I see 6-3, and three, which means why can't there be a fourth time? Um, North Texas is in their last season in CUSA. Um, I'm not sure where UTEP is with theirs, but North Texas is fixing to go to the American Athletic Conference and start really getting booked up probably, and they're probably going to get a facelift with a new head coach because their current one's on the hot seat for, what, finishing 6-7 and seven last year, 37-38 all-time. Um, you know, you're about to go into a brand-new conference. If you don't have – if you don't feel like you've got the coach, they're probably going to kick them out the door. And I hope that this game is the start of, you know, getting those papers signed and getting his ass out. But – that's I'm, I'm very interested. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, uh, a, the AAC is a little bit of a step up from the from the CUSA. Um, I just don't see how UNT at their last season is ready to take that step. Very unimpressive last year. But uh, moving on to the next game here, we have Nevada at New Mexico State here. Nevada being the nine-point favorite. And the uh, the total sitting in a nice even 50 there. Nevada losing uh, you know two of their key offensive weapons, quarterback Carson Strong, wide receiver Romeo Dobbs, who's with Green Bay, wishing him all the best. Uh, you know what? I was a big fan of Carson Strong last year. He's actually one of my favorite quarterbacks coming into the, the draft class. That was a weak draft, quarterback draft class, obviously. But I'd be, I'd be pretty curious, man. Um, uh, Nevada last year averaged just under nine yards per pass attempt. Um, New Mexico State, one of the one of the worst defensively teams in giving up yards per pass attempt. So it was like nine and a half. But uh, I just I'm not sure if Nevada's gonna be able to carry that same passing attack in this year with uh with Carson Strong being away. What do you think? I I have really no clue what's going on with New Mexico State. There's just certain teams uh, going into week zero that I just didn't take the time to look at because I was trying to get a jump on zero and a jump on week one. Um, but I haven't heard or seen anything that gives me any warm and fuzzies to be back in New Mexico State. Even with right now it's at what plus nine. I mean, Nevada plays tough. They play hard. Even here, I believe they're on the road in New Mexico State. But it's to me, I'm not making a play on it. But I would, if you gave me a free play, I'd definitely be taking Nevada minus nine. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um. Not going to officially play it. Lean, I lean Nevada minus nine. A, a jump from the opening number, which was minus eight. Um, yeah, look, New Mexico State, it, the defensively, they, they aren't getting any better this year. Um, they have not been very good for the past couple of years. Nevada had a pretty decent running game last year. And I just see, yeah, look, man, I just see this being a two-touchdown type of, type of score here. But last game of week zero, um, you know, we all know we uh, we miss these these late night games here on on the island out west, right? So we're talking Hawaii, we're talking Vanderbilt, we're talking Hawaii being home underdogs here at eight and a half. We're talking Vanderbilt um, in the SEC, traveling to the island. We got there's people out there throwing a bunch of money on Vandy over two and a half wins this year. Um, hey man, do you think they're gonna go to the island and get the win or what? I know that there's a lot of sharp money that just came in. I mean, hell, I took Hawaii plus six and a half before I woke up today just to double check it before our talk, and it's at eight and a half all of a sudden. Um, 
someone out there has got faith that it's going to go over two and a half. Really, the only three games that they're winnable is this one, Elon, and NIU. But the thing is, is that you're on the road to the island to start this off. Elon, just kind of pump yourself up, lick your wounds for whatever you didn't do right week zero. And then you got to go on the road to NIU, which they were doing a they were doing a one for one. So I know they were, NIU was at Vandy last year, and uh, NIU's got stuff that they're that's changing, and we'll cover that when it gets closer to it. But I still think with uh, you just can't doubt a team with a quarterback like Lombardi. I mean, that name alone should just be like, listen, you got a quarterback named Lombardi playing Vanderbilt. Well, what team is Lombardi on? No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. You think Vandy has a chance? Probably. I don't have faith in that over two and a half. I bet it myself for the under. Um, I don't know. Vanderbilt was just such a god-awful team. But at the same time, Hawaii is like, if I'm not mistaken this morning, I saw Hawaii is number 133 in returning talent. Yeah, I don't no, remember where they that, but they sure as hell aren't below 133. And the reason being is Hawaii finally got that head coach, Graham, uh, to resign after all these accusations for verbal abuse of players and caused about a dozen transfers. The quarterback being one of them, he's now at San Jose State. Uh, Cordero, if I'm saying that correct. Yep. Um, so you got a whole, and I think that's what really sparked a lot of uh, sharp money. They were just waiting for the opportune moment to try and see where the line was going to move and try to capitalize on the best number. Um, there is a lot of new stuff in Hawaii, but you got a sophomore that's still with the program. You got new coaches. You're hoping that they're trying to do better, be better. Uh, and it's, I always have to come back to start one where it's like, this is Vanderbilt. Don't nuke it against a Hawaii team at home to get started, to get pumped, to try and show everybody that their program is this laser. I mean, hell, even with the head quarterback or head coach last year, they still play great football. And if you can get the off-field stuff situated, I think it's going to show on the field, and I hope it shows early. So I've got them at uh, plus six and a half, and I debated on doubling down on the eight just to cover the uh, key number of seven. But honestly, I think even Hawaii, if Vandy scores first, I might sprinkle like half unit on Hawaii money line just because they just don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, prove it to me. Honestly, right now it's you got Vandy kind of act like the SEC. Show me SEC work, I guess. I don't. I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind one bit uh, sprinkling Hawaii money line for, from the start. I, I love the eight and a half. You were telling me what uh, Vanderbilt uh, had what nine sacks last year in the season yep. as, as a football yep. team. As, as a, a football SEC team, right? Program in the entire yeah. season, nine sacks. Yeah. How is that even an acceptable stat to write down? I mean, look, we're we're, talk, we're talking about making a trip to the island, right? It's just it's 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 asking a lot. Um, you know what? I mean, yeah, I'm sure Vandy thinks they can win these three games. Like you said, we got a new culture, new coach in Hawaii. Um, these guys, I, I would expect them to come out fired up. Um, you know, their their headspace probably a little clearer, playing for a guy not verbally abusing him all the time. And it's 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 a home game. It's a late night Hawaii home game. Give me Hawaii plus eight and a half. Give me the over fifty three and a half. Uh, call it a night. Definitely Hawaii plus eight, plus eight and a half is, is the official play on that. And um, I, I probably stay away from the total. But I, I do not hate the Hawaii money line just a little bit there. Um, especially, you know, especially if, if, if I'm going to be up that late watching the game, which I very well plan on being, give me something to root for. Yeah, I'd take it. 
take the eight and a half and hell if you want to just like sprinkle a little bit make it like a little wish to the tooth fairy with that money line play put it under your pillow fall asleep and hopefully you wake up to some green cash start the year off right perfect yeah that closes out the week zero slate there man um, official plays, I know for both of us, Hawaii on, on, on the on the plus plus points there, so plus eight, plus eight and a half, and the uh, and UTEP money liner official plays. I'm officially on the under fifty nine and a half personally for UConn, Utah State. Any uh, any week one games you want to look at here for the next like five, six, seven minutes or so? Uh, I have a couple, but I mean they're ones that I. I'll say for next week, there was that get me really excited. The West Virginia pit, I mean, the battle in the backyard, I'm so fucking stoked. There's so much rivalry into that with uh, JT Daniels transferring over to um, West Virginia, and then you're playing against, and I can't think of his dang name right now. It's like Silvio or Slip, something like that, that took his job at USC, like, you got the offensive coordinator from you. It's a lot. Um, we'll dive into it next week. But um, real quick, something to cover. And I know that this isn't for everybody listening because it's a, an Illinois game. But uh, Illinois do host Wyoming for week zero. And I'm a little excited to see what happens with Illinois. I know that it's – I would equate Illinois football with the Bears. You just kind of wake up on the weekend and you're just like, okay – Let's just not lose. Too bad. Too bad. Let's cover. You know, let's play good football. Let's cover. Um, A couple of changes. I'm not getting into a whole bunch of. Um, Just to wrap this up, uh, I didn't make a play on it because you got Illinois. I think currently the books have they started at ten. They're at thirteen now. There's no way in hell Jesus. you're going to come to me and say, hey, I want you to take the Illini as a double-digit favorite against any. Dear I really God. don't care. Um, but one thing I do like, I do, I have Illinois plus five against Indy, though, in week one. And the reason I say this is because I want to see what Illinois can show me in Wy- against Wyoming. Because now they've got a new offensive coordinator in Barry Looney Jr. coming from UTSA, who UTSA – Smacked Illinois last year. I was all over that shit. I had UTSA money line, just <laughs> just hot fire coming from that offense. Uh, Looney had five years under the current head coach. Uh, I can't say his name. Balemi. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, they were at Arkansas together from 2013 to 2017. I'm hoping that there's something they can gel back and be like, hey man, the success that we didn't quite have at Arkansas. They had a lackluster like. 500 uh, term over those years. Hopefully he can take something and be like, hey, I found something at UTSA, man. It is some gold on offense. But uh, he got them their first conference champ at UTSA, 11th in scoring, 34th in total offense. And you've got this brand-new quarterback transferring from Syracuse and DeVito. Um, and for those that ever see that whole trend that's going on, you know, I saw DeVito, I was just like, that's fucking Italian. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this guy start slinging a little bit. He only played three games. He did have an injury. Um, he had an injury in 2020 for a leg injury. And 2021 probably tweaked it or wasn't showing good progress. And the coach just yanked him. And it just is what it is. You know, eat or be eaten. Um, I'm hoping he's healthy. And I hope he fucking crushes it. 
the running back situation is coming back for Illinois with Chase Brown, who ran for over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, and then Josh McRae, who had 550 with two touchdowns. I'm uh, Big Ten football, baby. You you tell me you've got a 1,000-yard rusher coming back, and then you've got like a little power combo right behind him with a 500-yard rusher? Can't wait. I am stoked. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Uh, real quick with Wyoming, quarterback transfer in Peasley from Utah State. Uh, he played as backup, so it's like, yeah, Utah State, you got the conference champs. Now you've got a quarterback transfer. It's not that guy. He's not, no, that, he's guy. not that guy, bro. He, he's the, not him. Yeah, you're a backup in the Mountain West. I get it, man. You know, you got to get your shot. But it's uh, Wyoming, you think it's better? Like, I don't know. Uh, offense lost a couple of key pieces. Their stud wide receiver, Isaiah Nair, transferred to Texas. Says horns down, we're coming back to it. Horns down, maybe best of luck to him. Hopefully, he catches everything that comes his way. Just hopefully, nothing gets out of the quarterback's hands. Um, running back Valaday transferred to Arizona State. He was their thousand yard rusher last year, and I was looking into it because you know, always with transfers, I try to look into things like why. Why did you transfer? Am I trying to get on to something early? Like, are we having a Hawaii situation where coach, you know? The locker room's off or something. And then I had to remember, this kid's coming from Wyoming. He's trying to get up. He's trying to go to Pac-12. He's trying to, you know, increase his stock. There's nothing wrong with that. And you got to respect it. Um, but he's gone. So Wyoming's without their two top offensive productions. And you have a brand-new quarterback who played backup, which, unless he's throwing it from the bench, I don't know how good that's going to translate. Uh, the new running back spent most of his time. He got, let's see here, 785 yards, uh, 132 touches. Eh, it's a lot. It's good work. I mean, especially if you're not being the starter, but it's just, is it going to be enough to cover up poor quarterback play, which I'm anticipating? Um, my last little breakdown is, once again, I'm not going to take Illinois as a double-digit favorite to start the season. I think Illinois is going to trend upwards once they start clicking and getting it together. Um, but I'm, I'm just not here for it. Non-conference total since 2017 for both schools. Illinois is 9-4 and four to the under. Wyoming is 10-8 and eight to the under. So I guess if I was to get a play on this, I'd take the under 44. Hey, you you know how you know how how uh how we both roll, man. We we, we both love our unders. We, we love the under sweat. We love the unders. You and I are big undertakers for sure. But outside of that, man, that's really all I've got for week zero. It's you know I got super excited and I didn't cover everything I wanted, but yeah, we're we're just kind of getting started, so can't can't lose a whole lot of sleep over week zero for sure. No, definitely, man. We got a and there's a there's a huge, lovely slate for week one, man. Uh, I know you 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 have been looking ahead. Uh, I myself have been looking ahead to week one. I got one circled, ready to roll. It's a September first game. It's Penn State at Purdue. God, I just I can't talk about that one a little bit. Loving Purdue in that spot. Um, just uh, this it's it's I'm just glad college football's back. That's that's all I know. Absolutely, man. Love having it back and love chatting with you about it. Yes, sir, man. Well, you know, this is uh, this is Broken Tables Bet BT College Football Edition Week Zero. Uh, Paul and myself will be back next week for Week One to break down a much larger slate with much more games at play, and uh, we'll we'll be excited to be back. So, uh, 
Paul, man, it was great catching up with you again. And uh, until next week, we will uh, we will talk again then. That's right. Let's cash these tickets, man.